And we're live! Hooray! Hello, Internet, and welcome to A Drink to the Past, uh, the only podcast on the Internet where I forgot to open my opening monologue notes, and so I have to completely wing it. But that's okay, because this is the first eight <laughs> seconds of the podcast, which is always live on YouTube and exclusive to YouTube, because I haven't pushed the record button yet for the audio version. So now I'm going to do it all again. Hello, Internet. Welcome to A Drink to the Past, the only podcast where you just missed eight seconds of live footage for the YouTube version because you're listening to the audio version. All right, now that we got that out of the way, uh, uh, let's uh, let's go straight to the introductions because we actually got two really awesome guests that I'm super excited to talk to you guys in person for the first time, finally. Uh, we've got uh, Celeste. Hey, good evening. Thank you so much for having me. This all started because of Andy, actually. Yeah, it's all Andy's <laughs> fault. You can blame Andy for this entire episode. Uh, and Name's Canada, baby. So, yeah, we've got uh, Andy Spiteria on here, which feels like a long time coming because I feel like it doesn't seem like it was that long ago, but it, then I was thinking about it and I was like, we were talking about like getting together on your podcast or my podcast and then you canceled your podcast and then rebooted the champions cast and and i was like that actually was quite a while ago that we were talking about that so uh yeah uh yeah that was like the 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 end of 2017 that was when we were talking about that wow because the champions cast was named after the champions ballad which was coming out like Mm -hmm. right when we started the whole thing so that was a long time ago yeah it's good to be here though yeah, finally we're here, and, and we can finally drink together. Uh, so uh, I got my drink sign and everything. Uh, so Celeste was talking about drinking some kind of coffee, so I decided to make a coffee-inspired cocktail. It's just I didn't have any Irish cream. I was going to make an Irish coffee, but all I had was Kahlua. So I guess coffee and Kahlua sounds good enough. Oh, cheers! That'll do. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Cheers. Yeah. Uh, what, uh, what you drinking there, Andy? Um, I've got. I've got Belgian Moon. Um, I don't know really much about beer, but I know that I like Belgian Moon. Uh, and I got a few of them because I heard that this can run for a little bit of a long time. So I'm both here for a long time and a good time. Uh, and I got uh, a cider as well because it's finally like really summery and nice up in Canada here. Yummy. Um, one of those. And a couple of these Belgian Moons. Kind of like... In the States, do you guys have Rickards, right? Do we have what? Do you have Rickards White? Is that a thing in the States? Um, I, don't, I haven't heard of it, so probably not. Uh, I'm going to change my that. audio real quick because I think the audio on this game I'm streaming here is pretty loud. I also haven't played this game and don't remember the controls, so I'm probably going to die a lot. Uh, we're talking about Donkey Kong uh, later in the podcast, so I decided we'd stream another gorilla-themed game. I'm going to be streaming Ape Out while we're uh, playing this, so if you haven't heard of that, it's this... It's kind of a wacky-ass game, so uh, enjoy that as soon as I turn the audio down. Uh, Chris, what are you drinking this evening? Uh, I've had this a few times, and I still like it. It's kind of like a nice summery night here in Colorado, so this is a Juicy Freak IPA by Denver Beer Company. It's a pretty good one. We like Denver Beer Company here because we're 
pretty close to Denver, and uh, they actually opened a little shop in our hometown in this old Chevrolet dealership. Uh, and they've they've still got like the the Chevrolet signs and everything up, and they just like kind of redesigned it to have like this old Chevy dealership motif, but it's uh, it's a brewery, and and they got like a food truck that they just drove into there and just permanently parked there, so you can get burgers and have your brew and all that, and it's awesome place. Sounds so, awesome. Yeah, we like them. All right, uh, Chris, do you want to get into the news and booze while I figure out my advanced sound options? Sure. Do we want to do what you plan, or? Do oh we yeah, plan? we could do what you plan, I suppose. Um, that's always fun. Uh, I always forget about that, and thus I have to drink because I forget the segments that I added to my own podcast because I'm a dummy. <laughs> you know what? I'll match you every time you do. I'll do it too. I'll drink to that. <laughs> this could go places. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, is drinking her coffee. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> what did I get myself into? <laughs> it's something from Target. It's their didn't gather dirty chai hmm. that you mix with some milk and yummy. Ice Sounds pretty awesome, actually. Yeah, I like me some chai. It's, it's like two dollars and fifty cents American money. So nice. Not, I don't know how much that would cost. That's like eight billion dollars in Canada, that, isn't it? That's like that's like twenty bucks here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Here's a weird tangent. Every time I hear you guys complaining about having to pay full price for a video game and you're like, 60 bucks, I'm over here just like, it's 80 bucks up here and it's been that way for the last 10 years. Right? You wish you could get a $60 game. (laughs) It it just went up. The PS5 games are all 70 bucks now. Uh, So yeah, um, uh, what you're playing is this segment of the podcast where we uh, talk about uh, what we've been playing lately. And I uh, have apparently been failing to play Ape Out, because I'm just dying a lot here. Uh, I I actually haven't played this game in, like, months. This is one of the first games I downloaded on Game Pass for PC, and I thought it would be a a fun thing to do here. Watching Uh, you play it. Yeah. So this is just a weird game. I love how the the perspective in this game just kind of changes based on uh, where you're going and all that. Uh, and I don't know if you probably can't hear the soundtrack very much, but, uh, it's, uh, it's like all drums, which is, is kind of cool. And it, it really kind of changes up a little bit as you're, as you're going through the game too. It's like a dynamic soundtrack. So if you're on game pass and interested in another weird kind of unique game then uh check this one out and it's it's not very expensive too and it's on most systems uh so it's on switch and everything too as well so i love how gory it is and i can only imagine how much gorier it would look with really high resolution (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) i love the you know like a rat in a maze theme it has going on yeah if I get this guy to... Oh, I got that guy to shoot the other guy. Close enough. Friendly fire. Oh! Yeah. Uh, I never got the chance to play those games. There I go. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember playing this Donkey Kong game. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listen, it's gotten a little bit more intense. Oh, man, this is like a, a robot chicken Donkey Kong game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like in the Mario Kart episode. I don't know if you guys remember that one. Yeah. They they're driving and they they 
Get this detour. Oh, Raccoon City. That sounds like a nice place to visit. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great place. Oh, man. Yeah, I never I never got to play Ape Escape. Or, or not Ape Escape. Um, Ape Out here? Uh, Ape Out. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I always thought that it looked kind of, like, neat. And, like, kind of had, like, yeah, those robot chicken vibes. Yeah, this is a game I think I saw originally in, like, a Nintendo Direct. And I was like, that looks neat. I, I might check that out. And then when I first got on Game Pass, it was like, hey, this game I totally forgot about is on here. Why don't I check it out? So it's pretty neat. So did they capture this ape and are holding it, it against its will? Or is he some I don't know. Kind of uh, somehow you're trying to get out of this building full of crazy guys full of guns. I don't remember if there was much story beyond that or not. But, I mean, it doesn't really need any story. The game speaks for itself, you know? Uh, so what have you guys been playing this week? You can go first, Andy. Um, okay, well, I haven't been playing a whole lot. Actually, funny enough, uh, somebody I know, or not I know, but somebody in a local video game buy and sell group was selling new Pokemon Snap for 60 bucks instead of 80 So I actually bought that, but I haven't caught around to playing it yet. Um, because oh. I've been playing or trying to play a new inspired by Metroid game for Omega. And you know what, I'll just say what I've been playing Alien Isolation for the first time. And it's super awesome, but I've only been playing in very small increments. Uh, and then I've been playing Phoenix Wright Spirit of Justice, which is like wicked. Uh, hmm. I, I love that, that whole series. I was super hyped when I saw the new Phoenix Wright or like the great Ace Attorney game that's coming out, and I had bought in Spirit of Justice forever ago. I was like, alright, well, let's let's get this done, and let's get this played before a new Phoenix Wright comes out, even though it's got nothing to do with, you know, current modern day or whatever. Um, so I've been playing that, but yeah, I've not, not really much else. I usually have a couple games on the go for the podcast and stuff, but that's uh, that's about it. That's, that's more than I've been playing. <laughs> I, was, I was wrapping up <laughs> um, my last class. I was teaching a six-week series of creative writing classes at the local jail as part of their reentry program, reentry and reentry to society. So that was taking up some time, and I'm, I'm thankful for it, and I enjoy it. But believe it or not, just having even a weekly commitment can kind of cramp your free time as you prepare for things in addition to life and work and everything. But I try yeah. to get in a little bit of Animal Crossing yeah. as much as possible. I have all the Hello Kitty items now. I don't know if you you all play Animal Crossing or were worried about the Sanrio items. And uh, no, I'm kicking it old that's, school. That's something that I never I never got into Animal Crossing. I and... cleared the game. I'm amazing. It's all, yeah, Animal Crossing. It's I don't know if you ever played The Sims and you experienced this where you'll obsessively play it. And then you'll put it aside for an eternity, and then you pick it up again, and start playing it obsessively. I, you know, I feel that way about Pokemon Go, because like mm. I played it, I got all the Pokemon for Gen One and Gen Two, and I was like, all right, this is enough. I'm done. I don't want to spend any more money. And then uh, <laughs> my buddy a couple months ago was, was just like, hey, have you played Pokemon Go lately? Do you want to trade me something? Like they they got all this new stuff, and so I, I started it up, and I was just like. I was in it. I was playing Pokemon Go, and like, and now I'm now I'm like six gens in, trying to get everything. So I, I feel like that about that game. Never run into Animal Crossing though. That's okay. I don't, know, I, guess, I don't know why. I don't know what it was. 
can see how it's not for everybody. Some people get bored pretty easily. But I'm also on a quest to beat Manjo-Kazooie all the way through on Xbox Game Pass. Because I used to play it on the Ooh. Nintendo 64. And we had picked up a previously played, previously owned cartridge. And I would patter around in the completed levels. But for the first time in my life, I'm starting from scratch with Banjo-Kazooie. I did beat Banjo-Tooie on the Nintendo 64 20 years ago. Nice. <laughs> oh, revealing our age here. My right. age, at least. I never played Banjo-Kazooie uh, as a kid, you. but I, I also got it on Game Pass because it's one of those classics that I kind of missed. Like, I played it a little tiny bit at my buddy's house uh, when I was a kid, uh, and they, they used to have Banjo-Tooie in a, like, a like demo station they had at the mcdonald's <laughs> and that was all my banjo yeah mcdonald's used to have it had like this big old station with like four n64s and one of them had banjo tooie and i think one had mario kart or something and i don't remember what all but yeah that was one of the it was it was kind of cool those things were awesome i remember those <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know McDonald's was so cool at the time. I mean, yeah. right? I thought we just had happy not anymore. <laughs> Those were the days, man. Like ninety six, ninety seven. You're you're still small enough to go into the play pet, and then after you're done, you could play some N sixty four. Yeah, there's awesome. always Mario Kart. There was usually Banjo. There was usually Mario, and there was usually Diddy Kong Racing. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, can we please bring back Diddy Kong Racing? <laughs> I, I I hope we're talking about that later today. Uh, it, it'll definitely come up, I feel like, with this group, huh? Because I know you're mm. big into it, aren't you, Andy? You've talked about that game before. That That is my one of my favorite games ever. It's the best kart racer ever. I'm going to say that right now. It needs to come back. Yeah, I'll put it this way. I was retroactively thinking to myself, like, what would be my game of the year for now? 1997. I was like Diddy Kong Racing, and you're and I'm like, man, in 1997, like Goldeneye came out, like Symphony of the Night came out, Final Fantasy VII. Like there are some sick games that came out in '97, and it's it's Diddy Kong Racing. That game is so good. I can still like remember the first time I ever played it, doing like the loop de loop and like the uh, Walrus Cove. Oh, and the mute. Hmm, so good. I love that game. I love it. And Banjo's in there, and Conquer, my boys. Right. Oh, I like their voices. Like, I'm Pepsi! Oh, so good! <laughs> and, like, the way that the, the menu theme would change with every new character that you went to, just, like, just slightly, the the tune would be the same, but the instrument would be mm-hmm. different. Mm. Those so good. little touches mean so much. And I want David Wise has to come back as the composer. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, he was... Okay, oh, man, he did... For some reason, he follows me on Twitter, and I am not special. But he sometimes likes my tweets, and I don't know what I did in my life to get David. There you go. (laughs) I mean, you're succeeding harder than us. We'll drink to you. (laughs) Oh, thank you. I didn't mean that as a like a a humble brag. I'm confused. (laughs) I'm grateful, but confused. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know, here's a random. I was listening to the perfect dark soundtrack at work the other day. And I was just like, my God, this is awesome. Like, it's so good. He, oh, he does such, such good stuff. Great work. Now, is that with Grant Kirkhope? He and David Wise do that? I'm not sure. 
But I know that I loved it, and it was awesome. I like both of them just in general. Yeah. yeah. What What have y'all been playing? Yeah. Um, mostly I've been playing Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, that's kind of my go-to game. Uh, I've played a little bit of Pokemon Snap also because uh, it came out and that's the thing. But mostly my kids have been playing that uh, and my wife. So I've, it's hard sharing a copy between four of us. But I've played a little bit. It's yeah. I, I like it pretty well. It's, uh, you know, a nostalgic turn back. And I like, you know, experiencing everything again with my kids and all that. Seeing, you know, them kind of going through what I did, you know, 20 years ago or whatever. Aww. So it's Aww. it's been a cool little experience now did they i mean i don't know if i want to spoil i'm just wondering if they updated the uh, the the play somewhat because i think the guy's name was todd Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that that was the character's name in the n64 one and he's using a point and click camera classic camera i was i don't know i don't know if i want you to spoil it for me i'm wondering if they made it more modern they updated it to like a digital camera or something. Yeah, or like your phone. Yeah, it something. is kind of a. It's kind of a. They give you like a special camera at the start. Oh god, I jumped out the window. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're sorry. talking about Pokemon Snap, and you died almost. <laughs> it's okay. Um. But yeah, uh, that yeah, you kind of have like this special camera you get at the beginning. It's it's a little more modern, kind of like a little. And it's, it's also kind of like your Pokédex and all that, too, like they always do in the Pokémon games, where it's all in one or whatever. So it's Aww. it's pretty cool. Stop shooting me. I don't like you. Have you been playing anything, Chris? Uh, just my old standbys of uh, Dota 2, of suffering through Dota 2. Because that's that's part of what that game is about. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what? tell me more. I am, I am not familiar with this. Uh, so have you ever played League of Legends? I've heard of it. Haven't played it. Okay. So, Dota 2 is kind of, it's kind of the Ur example, because it's kind of the codifier of the genre, but, uh, it's, uh, basically, it has the same controls as a real-time strategy game, but you only control your one character, and they have abilities, and you play on a team... And you have a bunch of towers down different lanes on the map. Oh, and you okay. need to knock them down and take out the enemy base. Uh, and it's kind of like a giant game of tug-of-war, almost. Uh, and that and that's the fun part of the game, is just doing that, playing around, and getting using your abilities in concert with other people to hit the, uh, to set up fights in the, with the enemy team. Uh, and then there's, and the suffering part is nobody is coordinated. Uh, and people get mad all the time, so. I, I never had a computer that was good enough to play, like, PC games. Like, like, I'm worried about my computer, like, chugging this stream, never mind playing, like, a, a big, like, RTS like that, like, I wish I did, but also I, I have like like two left hands when it comes to using a mouse and keyboard. Uh, Dak, who, who is who's my co-host on the Metroid podcast, is always like Metroid Prime mouse and keyboard, and like <laughs> is baffled that I hate that idea. But 
Yeah, that sounds I'm awful. One of those guys, man. Like I'm the guy here who's playing streaming a PC game right now with my Xbox 360 controller because I I just right? don't like mouse and keyboard very much. Horrible. Like if a game requires Horrible. it, fine. And some games like they lend themselves to it well, but I feel like the vast majority of games for me are just better on a controller. That's yeah. just how I like to yeah. play. Preach. Preach. <laughs> I'm, I'm the same way. The WASD and Beyond podcast that I like. When I first saw the name of their podcast, I thought it was WASP and Beyond, like white Anglo-Saxon Protestant <laughs> and Beyond. I would, who would listen to that? Somebody. I, I, I would, I thought it had, well, I really like learning about cults, so I thought... You know, probably oh, more people than listen to our podcast, to be honest. I mean, fair enough, but... Well, it's about video games. Yeah. Speaking of uh, our small listener base, uh, Chris, why don't you tell us our first piece of news and booze? Sounds good to me. Uh, Our first piece of news and booze. Uh, We hit a record concurrent uh, five viewers on stream last week. Yeah, which was actually... That was actually two weeks ago, but I didn't read the news and booze last week because I just streamed Undertale instead. Is a sniper in the next building? I can't get to the next building. That's not fair. Fuck this game. <laughs> I, I, I would, I would say you got to start somewhere, but, uh, we, but that is a record for us, <laughs> right? Drink to that. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, I can't drink. I'm dying. <laughs> no, I'm dead. I can drink. I'm out of coffee. <laughs> That's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll drink for you. I'm a helper. <laughs> See, uh, Lockdown is fully funded. We played that on actual play uh, with the game, one of the game's creators on stream a couple weeks ago. Yeah, so if you're interested in anime and tabletop RPGs, definitely check out our uh, stream on that. And uh, it's fully kickstarted now, so they'll actually be publishing it later. So check out at NorCalMethos on Twitter uh, if you're interested in an anime-inspired tabletop RPG. I, I, I will say we uh, we had a lot of fun with that. Yeah. Pretty cool. Alright, let's see. Good. The next one, Dungeons & Dragons themed expansions coming to Magic the Gathering based on Forgotten Realms and Dark Alliance. Dark, Dark Alliance of all things, huh? Yeah, I thought this was kind of neat, so I guess they're going to make, like, a Drizzt card and stuff, or, I don't know. I saw some of the uh, ones that they let out early. Uh, there's, like, the D&D Bag of Holding and uh, a couple of other things. Vorpal Sword, and a lot of these classic D&D items that are going to be into magic cards now. So I thought that would be kind of a neat thing as a tabletop podcast that we'd be into. Because me and Chris, at least, both play Magic. I don't know if you guys are into it at all or whatever. Yeah. And I, no, I'd uh, say... Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I, I can't say that I am. I know a bunch of... Uh, or Not a bunch. One of my good friends I know was into it, like, hard for a long time. Mm. But uh, nothing... Nothing that I... The last thing that I can remember super being into, like, card-wise, was, was Pokemon cards back in the day, man. Other nice. than that, and that got too vicious because kids would beat each other up for their cards. So I was like, I need to move Whoa. on. Those That's kids true. Are now adults beating one another up? I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No kidding, right? right? I mean, Pokemon cards are now dangerous enough that they took them out of Target, but you can still get Magic cards at Target. There you it's go. It's not Pokemon. 
I didn't put that in the news and booze, but now I feel like I should have that people are fucking like I don't I don't even know what happened exactly, but Target like took out like all their sports cards and Pokemon cards and there's like a little notice up, which is oddly the same notice as is on their uh next to their PS5 display that says these are online only now. And I'm like, this is so weird that Pokemon cards are apparently dangerous enough that they have to be taken out of Target. But, like, literally right next to the sign, there's still fucking magic cards. Like, what happened in the world of Pokemon to to necessitate this this huge drive, this, this hunger for the new Pokemon cards? Like, I, I could see it maybe if, like, the new generation game came out or something, but it's just, like, a random Friday, and I'm like, oh, Pokemon cards are banned. Right, right yeah. I mean, is this kind of like the GameStop stock thing? Is it a bubble? Is it going to burst? Are people desperate? Are these people out of work and they're trying to make a quick buck due to the pandemic? Yeah, I don't know, because there was the thing with the McDonald's Pokemon cards a couple of months ago where there was, like, scalpers, like, intercepting, like, the guy unloading the truck at the fucking McDonald's to buy the Pokemon cards. I'm like, what the hell? We live in a freaky-ass timeline, man. You know what I do know, and I'll guarantee you, is that the same people that are causing fistfights over Pokemon cards are the same people driving to the gas station and pumping gas into a shopping <laughs> bag. Right? I guarantee you. They're all the same people. Who? <laughs> <laughs> I saw an image of like somebody like putting it into a like this giant-ass like tub, and I'm like, first of all, this lady did not look physically capable enough to lift that giant-ass tub full of gas into the back of her car. Second of all, it was going to slosh all around in the back of our car when she's fucking driving it. And third of all, how the hell are you going to get the gas out of the tub? Right? Okay, what what weird things happened when... I'm in my 30s. What's the weird... I don't know. Uh, are we all about the same generation? We're all about, I, yeah. I am 33. I am 30. I think, Chris, you're 29, you baby. I'm 28. Oh. 28? I, I am the baby wow. here. Even wow. I'm 32. I'm 32. <coughs> I, I'm trying to remember what weird things happened. Like, was anything akin to this in the 90s or like oh, 2000s? No uh, I don't think. I, it, not not to this scale. Like, this whole last year has been just like this. Right. <laughs> this this is just, uh, the right internet on. makes everything better and worse at the same time. <laughs> I, I am I am 100% convinced after 2020 and, and the beginning of 2021 that the dystopian future of Blade Runner is humanity's destiny. I believe that with all of my heart. I mean, it's kind of a pick-your-poison thing on dystopia here. I feel like... Uh... I think we're about to go into I have no mouth and I'm a scream territory with AI sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the best part about that is that your odds of being dead in that future as opposed to tortured forever by a sentient AI that hates all humanity. <laughs> Pretty good! Pretty good! So, uh, unless I end up as a blob! Unless you oh, end up as a blob. Well, just don't, don't be the last person alive, I guess. Spoiler alert for this 50-plus-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for this, uh... You know what uh, the worst part is? Is that we are already in, like, a, a dystopian setting in some respects. But, like, we have other perks. Like, we have corporations running everything, but we don't have flying cards. We have, like, people that are in poverty, but we don't have, like, cool neon signs, like, big androids and stuff. Like, we got all the bad stuff. 
But we got none of the good stuff to go with it. Huh. I mean, we got, like, smartphones. We just don't see them as, like, a good thing. We just see them as, like, oh, that's part of life now. You're right. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're reachable. Sometimes, I, I mean, okay, I like the idea of having a phone for emergencies, but I also don't like how easily reachable I am sometimes, if that makes any sense. It, it is definitely a double-edged sword for a lot of reasons. <laughs> yes. Uh, am I the... Okay. I've, I've toyed with this idea. I have not gotten TikTok yet. <laughs> you're good. No, no. You're, you're good. Do not. Don't. Do not. TikTok uh, is the mind-draining cesspool that our parents told us television was in the 90s. That That is what I think of TikTok. Uh, TikTok is <laughs> malware. Essentially. That too. That's what worries me. I mean, I have Instagram, I have Twitter. I deleted Facebook last year, deactivated it, but <clears throat> I don't know. TikTok just. Uh, this is the first plat. This is the first the first social media platform where I'm hearing more and more alerts about it. I'm hearing more concerns compared to the other platforms. It's uh, yeah. what Facebook was doing in terms of what Facebook and Google do in terms of like gathering information on you is not nowhere near the same level. And they, they're bad enough. Mm-hmm. So. All right, Andy, we need all the cool stuff. We, yeah. we missed out. Yeah. <laughs> Let's all go invent flying cars. We'll be rich. At least, like, you know, give us the perks of living in a of a dystopian future here, because we're, we're halfway there. Mm-hmm. Can we like cure cancer? Can we cure cancer? Cool. Oh, can we have that? Can, can we at least have that? Can we have a cure for cancer? That's a... That's a, that's a tough one. I know. I know. Yeah. It's easier wished than completed, fulfilled, but... Mm-hmm. What are we talking about again? <laughs> We're a gaming podcast, I swear. <laughs> I don't know. The, yeah, the thing about this podcast is that I refuse to stop us from going off on ridiculous tangents because I think they're interesting. So if we go. if we do that again, I'm not going to stop it again. I'll just drink to it later. No. <laughs> I can't drink while I'm killing guys. I'll drink to it now. I, I'm like... Let's see. Look, I'm, I'm talking, Oh yeah. I'm like the Epic versus Apple debacle. Speaking of like cyberpunk dystopia, right? Uh, reveals a ton of seemingly unrelated documents, including Fortnite skins were in the works at some point for Samus, John McClane, and the Bride from Kill Bill. That's a collection. Xbox's internal review of The Last of Us Part Two. Nintendo's contracts include a clause forbidding them from working with companies tied to the Yakuza. Which, I think I understand that one. Uh, and an email from Phil Spencer to Tim Sweeney stating that he is committed to putting Game Pass on other consoles, but behind in that endeavor. Wow. Yeah, That's so I... Discovery. Ah, I'm dead. Yeah, I, I just thought all of this was just so wacky, because like, all of this is like just court documents that got revealed because the... They have to be, like, public for some reason. I don't even understand entirely why all these documents were revealed. Because none of them seem to have shit to do with Epic versus Apple. Right? Like, maybe the Fortnite skins because that's an Epic property. But, like, 
they're loosely associated with the company, not necessarily... Like, they have nothing to do with the Apple case, as far as I can tell. I'm like... And and then all the rest of this is just like, what the hell? Why is any of this information coming out? It's Some of it is interesting and, and kind of random. Uh, the Yakuza thing is uh, apparently, like... I guess in Nintendo's contracts that they make everybody sign, including, like, just companies they work with, that you can't have ties to crime organizations or something. I mean... <laughs> that's awesome. That's- Imagine if Nintendo had employees, like, a, a secret division that was like, it's like, yeah, I want you to hook up with the Yakuza and, like, fuck the PlayStation, we're gonna take it over <laughs> in Japan or something. Right? <laughs> <laughs> have a david nystrom in the chat on youtube this evening hey dave we like dave we've had him on the podcast a couple of times he's a cool dude um i don't hello david for some reason i am not getting any comments right now uh i am saying that weird david david is a good pal of mine he's a great writer for zelda dungeon and he helps us out with the virtual theater social media because I'm horrible at it and Goose horrible at it. So, what's up, Dave? <laughs> nice. Yeah, check out Dave and wherever he is, which is apparently a lot of places. I didn't know he got around it. Oh, and he has theater. the era without a hero. Yeah, I, yes, I, that, that is its own Discord, I follow that actually, loosely. And, uh, uh, I haven't read all of it, but it's what I have read is definitely excellent, so check out him on Zelda Dungeon for if you're oh. into good Zelda fan fiction, it's a good one. You yeah. like tabletop games. He, I think he has something like that, I, I believe. Did yes. he release tabletop Zelda based on the um, Without a Hero? Yeah, he had, he had mentioned it to us privately when we were doing his 1v1 with Boss Rush games. And then I remember he did mention it publicly, but I had a, a little moment where I thought, I think he said that last year at Zelda Creator Con. I, I could be wrong. I feel like he said wrong. something but about it the I last am. time he was on the podcast, but I, I don't remember. Because that, that sounds time, familiar. Time is just flow. I, I'm, yeah, it's, it's been almost a year since we interviewed him, so I'm pretty sure he did the big reveal, but I just had a moment where I thought, is this proprietary information? <laughs> Should I keep my mouth shut? Right. You're letting loose all of Dave's trade secrets. <gasps> I'm sorry, Dave. Yeah. Don't sue us, Dave. We don't have any money. Oh, oh fuck. I stopped looking for five seconds and I walked out the window again. <laughs> it's, it's true. You used to have a thing called Zero Dollar Productions. It's true. I, yeah, you can look up my original YouTube channel. It's still there. It's called Zero Dollar Productions, and and that's literally where this drink sign came from. Because like I, this this was like as high budget as I got. I I think I still have the original logo from it too. Did, did you uh, did you get that commissioned? Uh, no, I I made it myself. I'm so. Oh. Okay, yeah, okay. I've I've actually also got my original uh, logo here for our production title pending. That's actually pretty sweet. Yeah. It was a fun time. I, like, like mostly just ranted about video games and made fun of myself for not having a budget. So if you're into that, check out my old YouTube channel and make me famous. Uh, the rumor come out. New Donkey Kong game in the works by the team who made Mario Odyssey? Rumor via Nintendo Life. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, so that's our last oh. piece of news and booze here, which will kind of springboard us into our Donkey Kong topic for the day. Because uh, uh, normally we don't report on a ton of rumors, but as long as we were doing a Donkey Kong podcast anyways, it's like, ah, let's report on it. It'll be fun. And uh, Nintendo Life is a website that I think has a certain amount of credibility. So if they're reporting on it, then I think it's worth reporting on. Like, you know, it's still a rumor, but, you know report on the reporting yeah so i thought it would be an interesting topic of discussion anyways um so yeah uh what do you guys think would you take a new uh some of the rumors of this are saying it's a 2d and some are saying it's a 3d um so what do you what do you guys think about this idea of it being worked on by the studio behind mario odyssey and uh and all that bless you guys I'm here for it. I love Donkey Kong. I haven't played Tropical Freeze or Returns. I've watched people play them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I need to play them. I'm, I'm very behind. <laughs> but uh, I Mario Odyssey Studio. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I think that would be really cool. Um, I played Donkey Kong 64 like very briefly, and that's the only 3D Donkey Kong I ever played. That was the only one, wasn't it? Yeah, that was the only 3D Donkey yeah. Kong. Uh, yeah. So, it's it's funny, like, I feel like people are, like, taking this rumor and, like, kind of running with it and being like, uh, all... Domestic? <laughs> yeah, some people are, are just kind of butthurt that it's a 2D game, maybe. Again, it's a rumor, right? And people are just like, oh, no, we don't want 2D. And I'm like, all the 2D ones I've played have been, like, fantastic. So, like, whether it's 2D or 3D, I don't really care. I'll buy it either way. Like, I'm on board with Donkey Kong, you know. I think yeah, it'll be a fun I, time. I, mean, I think that the thing is, is, like, you see Mario Odyssey and new Donkey Kong, and you kind of connect those dots and say, like, you know, Mario Odyssey is this big, sprawling 3D adventure. So, I mean, the Donkey Kong is going to be this big, sprawling 3D adventure. And I think that there's, like, a lot of people that have been kind of clamoring for a new 3D Donkey Kong, because, like, I know that, like, retroactively, some people were like, ah, Donkey Kong 64 was too much collecting and too much this and that. But I think it's, like, uh, like such a fun game. But I also love 2D Donkey Kongs and, and like, the Donkey Kong Country games, uh, like Tropical Freeze and, like, Returns and stuff. And, and 2D, 3D, whatever, sign me up. I'm, I'm totally in for it. Um, I do, I if, I if I could pick, though, I think I would go 3D. That's, you know... As great as Returns and Tropical Freeze are, it's been so long since we had, like, a a 3D Donkey Kong game, you know? Like, I could go back into that world and, like, uh, man, just think, thinking about Donkey Kong 64 with, like, the, the, what the Switch can do now, I I think that could be a really special game if they made that. Mm -hmm. So I think that's why a lot of people are optimistic about it. I hope it's the case, man. I hope it's the case. And it would make sense because I feel like, I feel like maybe I'm just, like, hopelessly optimistic but I feel like there's a new 2D Metroid coming out sometime soon. And 2D Metroid and 2D, 2D Donkey Kong are, like, sort of, like, you know, they kind of got the same feng shui going on, so maybe 3D Donkey Kong could, like, give 2D Metroid a little bit of room to breathe. I might just be talking out of my ass, but I don't know. I would, I would love to see that. Yeah. I'd take either one. Um, yeah, that's, that's kind of a good kind of look at it, because, like, most people... Are, like if they want a 3D, I feel like they're just being dicks about it instead of just being like, yeah, 2D would be fine, but I prefer a 3D. Like if they'd phrase their arguments like that, then I would be like totally fine with them. But 
It's the I internet, so nobody can exactly see. who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, oh, I died again. I'm good at dying in this game. I'm glad I'm not doing the thing where a lot of times when I'm playing a game, I, I'll like drink anytime I die, but uh, I die in this a little too much for that to be a good idea. <laughs> I want to die now. Yeah, yeah. Like in real life, that is. Right, yeah. <laughs> I will not drink to that. <laughs> we are in a dystopia. Uh, yeah, so uh, what else would your kind of hopes be for just another Donkey Kong game in general? Anybody? Alright. Alright, so... Uh, the, the, the best... So if I had option number one, anything could happen, this is what I would take. I would take Diddy Kong Racing Deluxe... And we'd have the planes, we'd have the hovercrafts, we'd have the carts, we'd have some other gadgets and stuff like that. It would be, like, full of charm, just like the first one. Online play, it would completely replace Mario Kart. All, like, man, like, Diddy Kong Racing has so many cool, like, like battle arenas and stuff like that. Like, the little thing where you could, like, fly and take the, the pterodactyl eggs and whatever and wait for them to hatch. Like, those games are so fun. I think that'd be so great if it was, like... If it was like modernized or whatever, but if we're talking a strictly Donkey Kong game, I would take like a, I would want like a a, a 3D Donkey Kong 64, basically, like basically Mario Odyssey, but just with mm -hmm. Donkey Kong and and Donkey Kong themed levels. Like the the amount of levels that you can get in Donkey Kong 64, like they're so diverse and like I just I wish that that could have the same opportunity as Mario Odyssey because I think like Mario Odyssey was like so good at like. At like introducing a lot of new stuff, but staying true to the old stuff. If Donkey Kong had that, that would be like, that would be so awesome. And I think it would be just a home run game too. Like I think people would love it. So that that would be what I would be about. Keep it like, I don't know, simple. I guess you you could switch between Donkey and Diddy and Dixie, maybe like Cranky or something like that. Mm -hmm. But uh, new funky mode. You know what, now that I say that, actually, I, I did like those switching between all the Kongs and stuff in Donkey Kong 64. I like that they all have, like, their own abilities and stuff like yeah. that, and their own, like, bazookas and stuff, so... It'd be nice if yeah. there was, like, a quick switch option in that game. Mm-hmm. That, that's... Yeah, it definitely would. There, there are modern conveniences that could be added to that without losing, like, any of the texture of that original gameplay. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a ton of fat that you could cut from Donkey Kong 64 too. Like, I I don't mean to say like let's get that exact game. Like, like that game you had to collect like a stupid amount of bananas at every single level, and mm. I think you had to play like uh, Galaga or something like that at one point to like earn. It, you had to play the game. original Donkey Kong, and it was on like a half second input delay, so you'd die a lot, yeah. and it was required <laughs> to progress. Oh, yeah. yeah so, I sort of remember reading about that, that later, that apparently that was, like, the only port that they made of the original arcade version Donkey Kong, not the home version. They made, like, ports of the home version several times, but that was the only arcade version port they ever made until the Switch port. I thought that was kind of random and interesting fact. There you go. Yeah. I didn't know that. Now we've just seen another DK rap. Right? Oh, that that man. is all I want from another another game. Like that and and another Knuckles rap in the next 3D Sonic. Right? <gasps> oh, like Pumpkin Hill, you mean? Uh there's a Knuckles rap at the end of Sonic Adventure, I think. 
when you beat Knuckles' storyline. Oh, oh, really? Okay, I'm His name of is Knuckles. Though. Unlike Sonic, he don't chuckle. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh, I need to go look this up because I, I know that his level Pumpkin Hill has a rap, so that makes sense now. <laughs> Definitely need another Donkey Kong rap for sure. And this mm-hmm. superior version that comes in the game, not the one that, that was in Melee, except that version was so good. One of the game was awesome. We need to get like, like I feel like they'd like outsource that to a celebrity now though, since they had just had like Katy Perry do the Pokemon song, like Post Malone do Pokemon, Aww. right? So, but I, I hope they wouldn't. I hope they would just do like the classic like DK rap stuff. That'd be awesome. Just get those two guys that did the Poke rap back in the nineties. Just having DK rap. Wonder what those guys are doing now. I don't know. I'm sure they're making. I'm sure they're rapping somewhere. They're probably hustling somewhere. <laughs> Just still doing the Poke Rap. All thousand Pokemon. Dude, there's like 900 Pokemon now. Right. Yeah, I'm sure they're still doing the Pokemon Rap. Yeah, I don't know. I would, I would love to see even like a new 2D Donkey Kong game. Although I feel like with Tropical Freeze, you kind of reached the limits of like what you can do. I'm, I'm sure you can do more in a 2D Donkey Kong game. But like that game was so good that it's just like... What else can we do to build on top of this that like hasn't been done before mm-hmm. without putting it with like a gimmick, you know? And like, I don't know that I necessarily want a gimmick for for Donkey Kong. Like, I think I'd just rather like revisit the 3D arena instead, because like I mean like Tropical Freeze and Return. Like, there's never been a bad Donkey Kong Country game. So like, what else do you do? Like, those games are all so so good. It's like the bar is so high already. Like, why? I don't know. Try something. Try something different. Mm-hmm. You know, that'd be my take. Hmm. I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of the Donkey Kong Country games. I love that Dixie got to lead her own game in yes. Dixie Kong's Double Trouble, and everybody hates on Kitty Kong, but he's kind of <laughs> cute. I like Kitty Kong. I like that he can skip on the water like a stone. I remember when I first played Donkey Kong Country 3 and I was just like, where the hell's Diddy? Because Diddy was always my favorite in the original. I'd play Diddy instead of Donkey Kong. And now I'm kind of opposite. I'll play Donkey Kong every day instead of Diddy. But, uh, you know, I was like, I was just like so mad at the game for taking out my favorite characters. So I've always had that like kind of resentment for Kitty Kong just because of that. Oh, poor kitty. But, I mean, that's the whole point of the game. They, I forgot mm. why they were kidnapped. Um, I think they were just kidnapped. Uh, and K. Rule wasn't K. Rule in Donkey Kong Country 3. It was like K. Von Berenstein or something like that. or something ridiculous. <laughs> he makes that giant robot, and when you break it, he says, My wife is going to kill me because I yes. used her best pots and <laughs> 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 Oh, gosh. Okay. The only thing I do not like about that game, those levels where you go into this like a mist, a chemical mist, and it... The ones where your... you, you move backwards. Yes, and you were talking about Earthbound earlier where whenever you get the little mushroom and it messes with your controls, that's kind of what those levels are like, and it... Oh, yeah. that's frustrating. Yeah, those ones, are, those ones are tough. Those ones are brutal. I actually, I just beat Donkey Kong Country 3 a couple months ago, and, like, oh! I, I did the I did the whole shebang. Like, like I beat it again. Like, I, actually, that's one of the few, like, SNES cartridges I still actually have, is Donkey Kong Country oh. 3. But I, I beat it again as soon as they put it onto, like, the Switch Online. Mm-hmm. I did, like, the whole shebang, and I got all, like, the banana fairies and stuff like that. And, like, those oh, those wow. levels are the hardest in the game where, like, you're in the tubes and you gotta move 
uh, left to go right and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And like those levels are, are, are like vertical ones where you have to go and, and you're kind of going back and forth. So it's not just like a simple because like if you're just going in a straight line, you can kind of forget that you're pressing the wrong button. It's fine, but yeah, lots of twists and lots of turns in those levels. Those those are hard. Hmm. Lost World? No, 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 no. Lost World is Donkey Kong Country Two, and. The, I uh, think so, because I know what you're talking about. It's this island that you have to go around yeah, what's called? a few times. K no, K3 is the frozen place. K3 is the frozen place. Uh, hey, I don't know what it, I don't know what it's called, but uh, it's. I think it's. I think it's in there. Yeah. I, the really tough level is where you're as Ram or not as Ramby as Ellie, and you're like have to run and you have to uh, jump oh, over everything. Oh god! She gets scared by the, yeah, the mouse. Yeah. And she keeps That's running. Mice. And she doesn't stop. It's Krematoa or Krematoa, Krematoa. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Yes, it's cool. I like the brother's bear. Okay. Y'all realize that the port to the Game Boy Advance is slightly different huh. from the original. I never played that game. port. Yeah, I never played that one either. World Pacifica. Really? Pacifica. Oh, mm -hmm. cool. And. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, if you've ever played the port of Donkey Kong Country 2 on the Game Boy Advance, they change some of the music as well. Oh, they do they do that for game the Game Boy Advance port of uh, 3. Some of the music is different. Hmm. I think it's something with copyright. They, they didn't add any new worlds to the, the Donkey Kong Country 2 port on the Game Boy Advance, I don't think, right? I don't think so. I know I that the so roller coaster have levels that. have different music. Yeah, the, I think they changed the music a little bit though, and the roller coaster. I know the roller coaster levels are the best ones. That that track is called. Um, oh God, what's it called? Uh, I can't is remember. Is it what it's Kremland called, I, or something? No, the the actual. Oh, it's called Disco Train. The music track is called <gasps> Disco Train. Disco Train. Yeah. And I have like a thirty-minute loop that I like frequently. Play, just in like the background, I, I was kind of like bopping it and doing whatever. Can't believe that! that I can't believe they would get rid of that. Donkey Kong Country Two had such like sick music. That's some of the best parts playing Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze and like Returns is like when you hear like the remix versions of the old themes and stuff like that, and you're just like, oh yeah, I know you. <laughs> I need to play those. I need to play those so badly. Yeah, it, I haven't played Returns, but really I played uh, Tropical Freeze. Um, and that's just one of the best soundtracks, like, that there is. It's so good. It's, it's quite good. I thought I'd have more time to play games as an adult, but... Right? Doesn't that seem like how it works? No. <laughs> We've all been cheated. <laughs> no, it's, it's really sad. How come we can't have that nice city of the post-apocalyptic world, huh? Like Ready Player One, where... The post-apocalyptic world is just everybody plays video games 24-7 because life sucks. Well, you just wait, like... pal. Your kids' kids in 20 years are going to be, like, going into some interactive VR to take Pokemon Snap pictures. So right? get ready for that. <laughs> I mean, some people live in that world. It's just, you know, don't do anything else. Right. It's kind of like that Twilight Zone episode where the man wants more time to read. And he's in that bank vault. And this atomic bomb destroys the world, and he truly is the last person on Earth, and he's so excited because he has all this time to read, but then he breaks his glasses. Well, 
Yeah, I kind of feel that's kind of what adulthood feels like. Bit. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Let's get in the way. Are, yeah. are we a, are we officially on our video game topic? Because we've been talking about Donkey Kong for a while. Yeah, we kind of springboarded into our video game topic, which is all about Donkey Kong. Um, so, you know, uh, just I was I figured we'd have a loose conversation anyways about our favorite Donkey Kongs and what we'd like to see next. Uh, and, and we've already kind of done part of that. So uh, uh, here's one thing I thought of when I was thinking of this, because uh, Andy was talking about reviving Diddy Kong Racing, and I was thinking, about, what about reviving, like, the original Donkey Kong? Like, what do you think about having a new game where Donkey Kong's a bad guy and he just goes ape shit, and you have to, like, stop him? Like, uh... I have no idea what that would look like in 2021, but like I, would, Mario I would totally be here for it. Yeah, they like they the kind of have that with Mario versus Donkey Kong. Oh, really? Yeah, the Game Boy sort, Advance. Like, sort of, kind of. Yeah. I completely missed that game, and I forgot it existed until exactly right now when you mentioned it. And I'm like, I do remember commercials for that. I didn't play it. Um, I, I've never played it either, but it, it seems kind of cool. I'm just looking up right now. So there's actually... Um, let's see. There's a couple of these games, actually. Uh, there's there's Mario vs. Donkey Kong for Game Boy Advance. There is March of the Minis for DS. Minis March again for the DSiWare. Mini Land Mayhem. There are tons of minis in this series uh, for the DS. Minis on the Move for Nintendo 3DS. Tipping Stars for the Wii. So there's like a ton of these games. So I, they've they've actually done that where they they bring back. Although from from the gist of it, from what I'm looking at here, it almost looks more like lemmings than it does a traditional donkey kong game because you got all these mm. like mini dudes coming in mm-hmm. which is actually pretty cool too gosh i like that idea of oh gosh like how they remade Link's awakening they could remake the original donkey kong bring back pauline and confuse the younger generations right. possibly like wait i thought you're gonna be like pauline from super mario odyssey <laughs> Right? Wait, yeah. Mario's not with Peach anymore? <laughs> What's going on? Is he cheating? Are, are they on the rocks? What's going on? <laughs> are they having uh, problems? Peach would get married to Bowser, and Mario was good to go for Pauline and Odyssey. Right? <laughs> that, was a, that was a sick scene in that game, when, when she was doing her whole like song or whatever in New Donk mm-hmm. City. That was mm-hmm. great stuff. Man, that would be good if they, those guys made a Donkey Kong game. What is that saying? People say, like, they didn't have to go so hard. But they did. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I, uh, Dixie Kong, I'm, I'm very sentimental about Dixie Kong because as a little girl, I hated wearing my hair down. And when I saw that Dixie Kong had her hair in a perpetual ponytail, it really inspired me. And then it's a helicopter. I can't do that with yeah. my ponytail. I can't do it with mine. It doesn't work. <laughs> it just takes practice, I'm pretty sure, right? You're just not trying hard enough. <laughs> you need to undergo the intense training where you, like, snap all your vertebrae apart. Oh, wait, well, okay, so hers is like a prehensile, um, ponytail, because she's not actually spinning her head. It spins on its own. She can hold on to hooks and things. I, I can't do that. Hair doesn't have a mind of its own. You know, Too bad. You know what always you really bothered me? It like a spider monkey tail. Go ahead. In in Donkey Kong 64, 
they got rid of Dixie and they put in Tiny. And when I first, because I was, uh, I don't know, I was like 12 when Donkey Kong 64 came out. And when I first saw that, I was like, great, Dixie. Dixie is my favorite character from Donkey Kong because she has the awesome helicopter that she can use. Mm -hmm. She's great. I love Dixie. And she has a cool guitar at the end of Donkey Kong Country 2. I love hearing that. So I was like, wow, Dixie. I can't wait to play as her. Look, she's got cool overalls. Give her character redesign. She looks cool. And then I was listening to the Donkey Kong rap the first time I played that game. And they were like, here's Tiny. Who? Tiny. Tiny is Dixie's sister. Where's Dixie? She's not here for some reason. That always really bothered me. Hmm. I raged a little me. bit. A child, I raged. <laughs> dumb, 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 dumb. And then they brought Dixie back for uh, for Tropical Freeze. Like, what was the point of Tiny? Uh, wait, and didn't they make dumb. Tiny... I-, I hate to say this. They kind of... I don't know if sexualized is the right term. But in a later game, I think it's like one of the baseball games. Dixie's her older sister... Yet there's a game where Tiny looks way more mature than Dixie. Hmm. That's messed up. I mean, like that wouldn't surprise me. Look what they did with Candy Kong. Right. That sounds totally like the kind of thing that DK one somehow would happen. But I'm just trying to think of like a sexualized Dixie Kong, and and like I just can't imagine how you can make that. I'm sure. I'm sure somebody out there is totally turned on by it. But I'm. Please like, don't don't do this to Dixie. Like <laughs> sleep her. Just just having this image in my brain means I have to drink. Does, does anyone remember the Donkey Kong animated series? I was also going to bring that up because uh, yeah. we've got our local guy who talks about video game movies on his other podcast. Um, have yes. you ever watched that, Andy? I watched it when I was a kid. Okay. I watched, I watched every episode on Teletoon Channel 38. It was on after school. I love Donkey. I love Donkey Kong Country. So I was like, hell yeah! Like there is this show about Donkey Kong Country, and uh, some of the stuff from that show actually made it into Donkey Kong 64. They had the Crystal Coconuts that was in the show. That was like the main thing mm-hmm. in the show that uh, that K. Rule is always trying to steal. And then Donkey Kong 64 used Crystal Coconuts to like. Uh, power up your gun or something like that. Hmm. Power up your abilities. And I was like, hey, I, I see you. I recognize you. You're from the show. There was always a nice little song that they sung in the show. Dixie showed up every now and then. Um, and yeah, ru- rumor rumor has it that that is the next show that we are covering for virtual theater. For, Ooh. For, we got a virtual the theater scoop right oh here. My That'll be awesome. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. it's funny. You seem to have much more fond memories of it as a kid because I watched it when I was a kid, and I feel like when I was a kid, the only thing that I remember now is that I hated the animation style. And like, I was a kid, I didn't know shit about animation, so I'm like, how is it that bad that as a kid I noticed it was terrible? And the only other thing I remember is how annoying Diddy Kong sounded when he said Uncle Donkey like every five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> like, I remember literally yeah, nothing the animation else. Animation is pretty ugly. I mean, <laughs> you know, it, it's charmingly ugly though. Right? Yeah. It's it's one of those things that I I would love to just go back and revisit. So if you guys are doing that on virtual theater, I will definitely have to like suck it up and because I saw I could like uh, rent it on Amazon Prime or something to stream it, and so I was like, 
thinking about it. And if it's coming to virtual theater, I feel like I need to oh, I need to I'm check that buy out. the box set. Yeah, everybody uh, check I'm out Andy's other podcast, Virtual Theater. It's like the best podcast. <laughs> I I will say though that that's gonna be that's gonna be behind a paywall. That's a Patreon thing that we do. So mm-hmm. we we did the Zelda cartoon too, episode by episode. So we uh, you know if anyone out there is interested in uh, the Zelda cartoon that we we did that over on our Patreon. I, I Donkey Kong Country is next. I was pushing for Donkey Kong. Gooey was like, I don't know about this. This show kind of sucks. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's why we should do it. Like, <laughs> that's the best part, right? <laughs> and they have some different. Uh, looking char- like the characters are a little redesigned. Like Dixie's not really wearing her trademark pink outfit. She has a little green yeah. floral top. Candy mm-hmm. looks completely different. I'm going to get into our beer of the week real quick here. I'll introduce it. Uh, since we're all on the Donkey Kong subject, I got a barrel-aged stout right here. I thought that would be good. This is a Guinness Imperial Stout aged in bourbon barrels. So that's one of my favorite styles of beer. I've had this one. I had a buddy of mine gave me a four-pack of this uh, for Christmas, and I found the last bottle was still in my fridge the other day. I was like, oh, I forgot about that. Hey, perfect. Donkey Kong's coming up. So, And I got my wooden mug because it's the closest thing I have to drinking it straight out of a barrel. So, well, bottoms cheers up. to that. Mm-hmm. How appropriate. Oh, I love Zora. Hi, Zora. Hello, Zora. Oh, we're being interrupted by a cat. That means we have to drink. Professional podcasts would edit it out, but we'll just drink instead because it's more hilarious. So, speaking of Donkey Kong media, who remembers Scholastic Book Fairs and you could order from the Scholastic catalog. I remember all that. I do not remember Donkey Kong ever making an appearance there. <laughs> I have oh. the old Zelda Choose Your Own Adventure books from uh, the Scholastic catalog. Uh, they made awesome. ones that tied into Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages. Well, my good sir, <clears throat> I think I still own it. I'd have to look for it. I have Donkey Kong Country Rescue on Crocodile Isle, which is the novelization of Donkey Kong Country 2 by Michael <laughs> I don't know if I just awesome. his last name. I had no Amazon, idea that existed, and now I want to go out and buy it. <laughs> it is on Amazon for $10.26. Nice. It is a nice little novelization. He he has made a bunch of novelizations of video games and TV shows. He has a Sonic the Hedgehog one as well. It says Rumble in the Jungle. Okay. This guy's um, got it all. Yeah. <laughs> what am I doing with my life not making novelizations? Yeah, what are you doing on a podcast? Get off of here and go read books. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> It'll rot your plane less, right? Something like that. Donkey yeah. Kong animated <laughs> series. I have a feeling that they never released Donkey Kong the animated series on uh, DVD. Yeah. I was wondering, because I was looking around for it, because I was just thinking about it. Uh, this was a little while ago, and I was thinking about it, and I was like, they have that? And I think I looked, and I couldn't find it on DVD anywhere, despite being able to find Legend of Zelda easily on DVD, because I bought that a few yes. weeks ago, or it was a couple of months ago. It might have been years. I have no idea anymore. Time time makes no sense to me now that I'm 30. <laughs> Good evening, Joshua Thompson. Hey, that's my brother. Tell him I say oh, hi. hi. I still Hello. can't see the comments, so sorry if I'm not reading your comments like I usually do. Hey, Josh. Yeah. He's the coolest brother I have because he's the one that occasionally pops in and comments on the podcast. Tell my other brothers oh. they suck. 
<laughs> I was waiting for you to say because he's the only brother I have. <laughs> like, oh, no, yeah. <laughs> I got two other brothers. They're okay. Which of us is in the latest time zone? I'm in Central Time. You're, uh, the rest Chris and of us I are in both mountain, mountain. Right? yeah. Um, yeah. Ah, I win. Um, so I, I'm Ooh, like directly above Colorado. Mm -hmm. Oh, how nice! That works out conveniently er, if we were Denver. ever available on the same day. <laughs> but hey, it worked out once, so maybe it'll happen again. Who knows? So I was, uh, so I was telling you in in the DM, but I. Uh, yeah, usually me and my wife do, do like a like a something on a Friday night. We'll we'll go do something. Mm -hmm. uh, but today we went and met my nephew who is eight days old. So we oh. we were able to scoot out of there a little bit earlier because like obviously he was uh, uh, he's ready for bed. When, mm -hmm. when, oh, you know, by, He's he's very very cute. Uh, so yeah, that was that was a good day. Mm -hmm. Good day. Awesome. Oh. All worked out. Yeah. Congratulations on the nephew. Oh. I can't wait to sit him down and, and say, all right, son, this is how we play Zelda. And let's play Ocarina of Time. <laughs> <Right? Yeah. laughs> let's play Super Metroid, buddy. Come on. <laughs> I had trouble trying to figure out how to get my kids into Zelda specifically because, like, I was like, I wanted to, like, start them with something that would be, like, good f for kids, not necessarily one of the harder ones. Or And I was like, will they like the retro style? I don't even know. So I tried Ocarina of Time first, but it was like something about it not having twin stick control or something really got to them because all their other games before that is like everything has twin sticks yeah. now. They're used to, you know, uh, yeah. Mario Odyssey and all that. With uh, So it was like confusing on that front. Uh, and then I, I surprisingly got a lot of mileage out of the special version of Zelda 1 on uh, the Nintendo Switch Online, which has, uh, like, there's a special mode that, it, like, starts you with a bunch of extra heart containers and gear yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they liked that pretty well. And it's, Aww. so that was kind of cool. Uh, but they uh, never really the got into it until mode, the right? Link's Awakening remake. Uh, and my, my oldest kid beat Link's Awakening Remake was one of the first games he beat, like, mostly by himself. And I was like, this is pretty awesome. I, I think that Link's Awakening the Remake, before that game I would have said Ocarina of Time is probably the e easiest entry into the series. But I think I would say Link's Awakening Remake is, is now probably, like, the ideal entry point into the series. Like, for younger... Or, like, for, for my wife, I tried to get her to, um... to, get, to like, play Zelda... And I started her with Ocarina of Time 3D, mm -hmm. and she did like she did all right. She ended up beating the game, although I was like kind of over her shoulder, being like, "Go there, do this." Aww. And eventually, <laughs> eventually, she was like, "Fuck off!" <laughs> like, I just let them play. I'm not <laughs> um, a horse. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. But af after we did that, I oh, I gave her Majora's Mask 3D, and she Aww. hated it. She was like, "This is confusing. I don't like the 3D system." and Mm-hmm. Yeah. To be fair, I really don't like the three day system and I'm like a huge Zelda fan. Uh like I, you know, I like lots of people don't. Yeah, it's it's got its advantages for the storytelling and for how side quests work, but I don't think that offsets how fucking annoying it is to reset your progress all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's an acquired taste for sure. It's like mm. uh 
you know, for so many for so many people, like playing Zelda is like the the what they get out of it is like the freedom to go do whatever you want, whenever you want, uh, wherever you want. And Majora's Mask kind of takes that away, and like it replaces it with like attention, which 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 works. But then like you don't have that freedom of you know go do whatever whenever. Yeah. So I also just I, I really don't like having a timer on me like at any point. <laughs> so I'm just like exactly yeah that's that's that's, I mean. that's yeah. part of my problem is I'm just like the timer makes me feel like I can't explore. I have to run, run, run. And then I miss stupid things because I'm like trying to do it too fast. And so for me, Majora's mask didn't work on every level. Cause of that, it was, it's still a good game. I really like the dungeon design and the puzzles and the story, but uh, the, the three day system is really something I feel like it, it could have. It's different when you know that you only have like X amount of time to, uh, to beat the dungeons. And if, like if you're playing that game for the first time, you you have no idea about the inverted song of time. Like unless, because like in the there's year somebody in there when, when in the game, game that out. actually tells you about it. Because I remember I found out about it my first he, time through. He does, but it's but it's like, somewhere in a very yeah. He, it's, so... Here the scarecrow tells you about it, but like in a mm. very indirect way, like very indirect. You have to, you yeah. have to be like searching for the dude. But like in, in in 2000, the internet wasn't really a huge thing. So like, yeah. I, I feel like I didn't know about that the first time I ever played it. My player's guide makes the game a lot better. <laughs> I love my favorite aspect of that game is side quests and getting to know the non-playable characters. That it's I love that so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I love Majora's Mask actually, but I can totally get why. It's not for for everybody, for sure. Uh, I, I can understand that. I do I love the philosophical and psychological aspects of it. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I, I think Link's Awakening would be a great game, though, to introduce someone to the series. It's cute. It's like yeah. It's got nice little boppy music. Like The dungeons are pretty easy for the most part. Yeah, there's a couple of like weird places in there, but... I feel like the remake also kind of streamlines them, so the confusing parts aren't as confusing, too. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Because I grew up on Eagle, the original... Eagle Tower is kind of hard. Yeah. Because other than that, I feel like it's pretty easy. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to play chess, so I have to look up the solution for the little chess piece. You know what? I know how to play chess, and I never thought that it would have anything to do with chess, so for the longest time in the original, I was just, like, throwing them at random until it worked. Oh. Yep, I did that forever in DX. Mm-hmm. Not even I did. I do that forever <laughs> in DX. I still do that. Right, yeah. Because every time I get there, I'm just like, I'll just throw it and hopefully it'll land like, mm-hmm. perfect on the first try. Yeah. It's also weird, too, because it's like it doesn't work exactly how it should in chess because a knight goes for like up two and over one and you have to throw it up three and over one instead so it's like just a little bit off so it's it's actually a really strange obscure puzzle <laughs> i think it's really weird but again it, it, this was also my first zelda game so i just forgive it of all of its faults <laughs> i'm just like it's perfect i don't care the if remake? it has flaws it's perfect <laughs> the remake or the, the game boy uh the game boy original 
Uh, well, not the original original, but DX was the one I had. DX. Colorized one, yeah. Mm-hmm. The Switch one was my first Link's Awakening. Mm-hmm. And the little ghost part moved me deeply. I love that ghost. Love that little... okay. love we'll drink that to that ghost. Is there a default pronoun for ghosts? Ghosts. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Ghost slash spirit. There you go. I can pick up guys' arms in this game. I thought it was That's like freaky. It started following me around and I tried to get away from it. And tried right? To attack it. That's what I thought yeah. at first when I, I remember playing that as a kid and I'm like, why the hell is this ghost following me? He's gonna kill me! I can't hit him! But then after a while, I was like, what the hell? And he's like, take me to my house! I'm like, this is weird, man. But, like, now that I'm an adult, like, looking at that quest, I'm like, it's, like, so simple, but it's surprisingly satisfying and, and kind of oddly bittersweet. And I'm, like, not totally sure what I love about it so much. Because it's, it's literally just, there's a ghost, take him to his house, then he disappears. That's that's the whole story. But it's like, the way that it, like, presents itself, for some reason, I just love it. It reflects on, it reflects on aspects of the house and starts crying, and then there's this one lone flower that's growing amidst all the rubble, mm-hmm. and it wants to be brought to peace, and... At the grave. I don't know. It's the, the music um, that they did in the remake for that scene too is really like his house is really. It's a good track. It's like a remake of Made Village. It's mm-hmm. really good. Like a little music box. It's yeah, really yeah, yeah. Sweet. It's, yeah. It, it, it moved me very. Have much. you guys ever heard? I when the Link's Awakening remake came out, uh, Gooey, my buddy who does virtual theory, told me about a saying that I had never heard before, and I was like, that is like perfectly. Capsulated of of Link's Awakening. Have you ever heard this? Or, that's not a saying, but it's like, I guess it is a saying. It's called Mono No Aware. Have you ever heard of that? No. I don't think so. So it's it's a Japanese saying, and, and they use it to describe um, tear blossoms is what they use it to describe as often. And, and it's like this philosophical philosophical term to like describe the feeling of like, it almost means like bittersweet. Like when you see something that's like really incredible but sad because you know it can't and that's what they feel that's what they describe like cherry blossoms as because they only last for like one week and like that was always the feeling i had with like link's awakening it's like this place is too good to be true and like it's so like perfect but like it can't last because you go away and you have to wake the windfish and i i always mm-hmm. thought that was like very very appropriate for that yeah. game it was like a very moving saying that is, that is beautiful it's very apt Oh. Mm, that, oh, I love Link's Awakening. It's such a good game. Ironically, though, ironically, um, the way that I played Link's Awakening DX, so not the remake, but DX, for the longest time, because I would do it for like the Zelda the Dungeon Marathon, I would actually skip the ghost guy entirely um, because you would do the Angler's Tunnel and you'd get the 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 fins or the whatever you get, and you'd leave but not actually beat the boss. And if you did that, you could skip the ghost interaction, but then with the fins, you could go right to, like, Dungeon 5 and whatever. So, I like, I hadn't seen the ghost in, like, forever until I actually played uh, the remake. So it was nice to see mm-hmm. that little dude.
guy looking for his house. Gosh, if I were a ghost, I wonder if I would cry over seeing my house. Oh, I think I'd be okay with that. I think I'd be like, all right, you did some improvements over here. This looks good. Good for you. I'd be like, <laughs> damn it, I never finished the floor in the bathroom. What a fucking lazy dick. <laughs> oh, you have a mortgage now. Okay. <laughs> I don't have one anymore. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I don't, I don't have a mortgage anymore. At least that's something. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> yeah. Try and collect interest now, bitches. <laughs> do y'all? So do y'all think that places are haunted? Do y'all believe in that? It's no. kind of a White strange does, thing because I, I actually worked uh, in a uh, like a fairly well-known haunted place around here. There's lots of ghost stories attached to this place. It's uh, It was called the Cheshire Cat Brew Pub at the time. It's where I got my first job. Um, I was washing dishes in the kitchen of this brewery. Um, and uh, it was originally an old Victorian house that was belonged to this... I think it was built by like one of the founders of the city of Arvada, Colorado or something. And uh, it ended up... Uh, passing hands through several like people who were influential to the history of the city er early on. Um, but there's this lady that was named Cora that fell down the stairs and died or something. And ever since that, there was like tons of reports and like actually like uh, not ghost hunters, but like a paranormal investigator uh, team like Ghost Hunters, the show, came in and, and did a special there while I was working one time. And it was, was kind of interesting. Um, and I, I saw things in there that, like, I, it ne none of them, like, definitively proved to me that, like, there's a ghost in here, but there was, there's some weird shit that I saw that, like, to this day, I'm just like, I have no legitimate explanation for this, and a ghost being there would totally, like, just explain it all. Uh, the weirdest one was I was, like, down in the stock room, I was, like, getting some toilet paper to put in the ladies' room or something, and I'm, like, uh, reaching for the light switch, and I can't find it for some reason, which is weird, because I'm, like, it's it's always right there. I can't find the light switch, whatever, and I'm, like, I know where the toilet paper is, so I just, like, wander over to the other end of the stock room in the dark, and I, I swear I saw, like, this just hand coming out of nowhere and, like, reaching for me, and I'm, like the hell is this oh, and I, I got the toilet paper and i got out of there and it was like it's one of the freakiest times i've ever had and i was like was it a trick of the lights there was no light down there how can the, you know it's, it's like but it's like i'm just so skeptical about everything that it's like it's hard to think was it a ghost maybe you know there's enough other accounts there that maybe but it's like it's just weird weird thing there you go. Not superstitious, but I am a little stitious, like my hey, Yes. Like, I don't. <laughs> that's the best way to describe it. I will drink yeah. to that pun. Oh, that is wonderful. Well, it's one of those, you know. I'll be I back in 60 seconds. <laughs> First um, pee break of the podcast. Joshua um, Thompson, that's your bro. That's yeah. Your brother. Hi, Josh. Hey, Josh. Um. <laughs> He says, I'm not trying to figure out how long my delay is from nowhere, Texas, but if someone can tell Sean to play some pipes, that will help for science and bagpipes. Oh, yeah. I'll play some bagpipes. I got my, got my 
I gotta get to a safe spot. I'm not sure there are safe spots in this level. <laughs> but yeah, I'll play some bagpipes real quick. Uh, I usually do them between the segments. Uh, I do little theme songs for each segment, and I forgot this week because I was busy streaming a game. But I do have my my practice bagpipe here, so I'll I'll play a couple of tunes. We kind of just we we went off on tangents and uh, yeah. Like I said, that's like my favorite part of being a podcast guy. It's just letting tangents happen and not giving a shit. It's awesome. I think it's, important. I think it's fun to do that, and I think it's important to have some fun yeah. and be silly <clears throat> and whatnot. Mm. But I, I might have to pop off around midnight my time. I'm actually getting up kind of early to interview some people. In fact, I can schedule a 1v1 with y'all one day if y'all ever want to do All that. right. Yeah, that might be fun. Uh, that'd be we, Yeah, we'd be happy to help you guys out. Um, but, yeah, I do interviews of creators where they just talk about their podcast or their art or their research whatever and people get to know them a little bit better yeah sounds good um so with that i guess um are we done talking about donkey kong video games do we want to get into our weird ass table topic or do we have anything more to say about donkey kong chris you haven't really said much about donkey kong you 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 play much donkey kong chris played a bunch of Donkey Kong 64 when I was in terms of like Donkey Kong Country I haven't played much of that it's like oh I hear good things I watched uh, I watched some play of that uh, I was not just me looking at uh, it getting played which isn't much of anything I was like oh it looks like it could be a good game uh, so I, I've kind of had been looking at it on the from the outside here and also, my brother always used to play Donkey Kong and pick me up and carry me off the stage at Super Smash Brothers. So I used that. to do oh. that. I was a Donkey Kong main in 64. Grimey. <laughs> Grimey. I'd do it oh, with Donkey Kong and I'd do it with Kirby. Suck you up and drop off. It was more successful with Kirby because Kirby could, like, fly back up to the stage. Yeah. Kirby. Yeah. The worst is when somebody was playing as Yoshi and would, like, get you at the tongue and then poop you off the stage. That was the worst. Right, yeah. <laughs> I was actually playing Smash Ultimate online, and I, I faced a Donkey Kong guy, and literally he, like, uh, went three lives, and I didn't kill him once because his whole strategy was pick me up, walk off the stage, and then he had, like, a specific combo of, like, his down throw or something in the air and then he'd kick me into the side of the stage which would cause me to like meteor smash down into the hole and i was like that is such a cheap dick combo and i'm mad that it exists and now that i know it exists like i feel like if i played this guy constantly i could like come up with a counter but the fact that i'll never probably play with whoever the hell that was online again is like I will forever, like, have that in my men memory of just that guy being a dick. People are so good at Smash. It, it boggles my mind. I used to be really good at Melee, like, back in the day, but people now, like, it's a whole other level. They're so mm -hmm. good at Smash. It's, it's, it's unreal. Yeah. I don't know how they do it. it. People who are good at fighting games and Super Smash Brothers, I, I, I don't... I, I feel like I'm bad at, like, almost every video game. Like, maybe... 
Yeah, you know what? I, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm pretty good at Ocarina of Time, and that's probably about it. I'm pretty mm. good at Super Metroid, that's probably about it. Other than that, I'm like, I'm so bad at most video games. Like, now when I'm playing a game, like, I'm playing Alien Isolation, I'm like, put it on easy. Let's go. Let's just do this. You know. Let's get from start to finish. Yeah. I'm not that great at puzzles sometimes. <laughs> pretty sad. Yeah, yeah. I've uh, I had to look up the uh, the the evidence chart in Phoenix Wright's Spirit of Justice more than one time to see like what exactly I needed to present and where and why. Although those mm. games can be a little bit finicky sometimes for for that kind of stuff. But right. yeah, I just like my skills. My skills in video games. I used to be really great when I was a teenager in like early twenties, and now it's just like. Mm. Yeah, it's funny getting back into this. I feel like. I'm a more hardcore gamer than I ever thought I was because, like, mentally I'm a filthy casual. But, like, on the other hand, like, I talk to people and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm having so much trouble with this. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I beat that on hard mode, like, four times. I'm like, I, I have no idea how I got, like, to to that point. To It's only with specific games that I'll, like, really go for hard mode challenges and stuff like that. But, like... On, on most games, like, I go through them and I I feel like I don't have difficulty with almost any game on whatever its normal difficulty is. So it's like... I, and I feel weird for that because, like, there's so many people that are like, oh, yeah, you're, you're doing hard mode challenges. You're so hardcore. And I'm, like, mentally, I don't feel like a hardcore gamer at all. I'm just like, I just play games because it's fun, whatever. But, you know. I like the story. That's a humble brag right there. Yeah. yeah. It is kind of. Hashtag humble brag. Oh, Dev, I'd, bra- I'd brag about that too if I yeah. was you. I killed, the, yeah. I killed the first boss in Demon Souls first try. I must be a badass. Although, on the other oh, hand, I, I, never, I died I've to this. Souls game. On the second boss in Demon Souls, I died like a million times and I still haven't killed him. So, you know, there's that. It's uh, I, need to, I need to play those. I- yeah, I got the remake because I got PS5, and that's, like, one of the few, like, big exclusive games PS5 has right now. So I was, like, I, I feel obligated to get it, right? And I feel like the yeah. Souls has kind of been uh, a bit of a blank spot in my, like, big, well-known gaming catalog for a long time. Uh, so you you haven't played Dark Souls at all? I played Dark Souls 3 a little bit with a buddy, and that I didn't think was necessarily all that hard either. Uh, like, I, I thought it was, like, it was challenging, and you kind of have to figure out what to do, but, like, I mean, I grew up playing Ninja Gaiden. It's got nothing on that. You got it. Celeste, you'll, you'll think this is funny. Have you guys played the game Celeste? Yes. Yes. That's a hard game. My that god. That's game. actually... I died, like, a thousand times. That game is actually one of those things where I... I was talking to people, and and people always tell me that that game is hard, and I'm just like, I got through it okay. I mean, you played you died a fit. No, I didn't play any of the B sides. Yeah, the B sides were insane. Yeah, people tell me all that, but uh, Crow, who comes on our podcast regularly, was telling me like, oh yeah, as soon as you get to like the last. Uh, like, 20 stages of the game or 10 stages of the game or something, then it'll be just completely impossibly hard. And I'm, like, I, I got there and I, I just went through them like they were any other level. And I was like, yeah, it's fine. Like, I, I didn't like the game well enough to, like, feel like I had to go through all the B-sides and, and the extra content. Like, I went through the story once and I was like, that was a good experience. It was a good game, but I was, 
just kind of done with it. I was like, yeah, it was fine. Had my fill. I'm not really super big on platformers, generally, except, like, basically Donkey Kong. It's, like, my favorite platforming genre, or uh, platforming series. Uh, okay. That's a good choice. Yeah. Plus was an awesome... That was such a good game. Such a good I like the game. music in it. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. I'm, I'm very bad at it, <laughs> but... Yeah. <laughs> I, I just like the story of, like, conquering your... Your, not your inner demons, but like you trying to set out to do this like challenge and you're putting mm-hmm. yourself that you could and like you eventually realize you can't keep fighting your your dark side. It was a good story. Yeah, it's I one of those things lot. where you're like sometimes you are your own worst enemy. You know, it's one yeah. of those mentality things. It's it's really poetic in the way that it describes everything too, where you're kind of fighting like it's a little ambiguous if it's like your inner self or your conscious or something. Uh, and I, I kind of like that about it, that it's like, whichever way you kind of interpret it personally, uh, could be, you know, the way that it speaks to you and, and having that kind of a unique, uh, take on a story that, uh, kind of changes person to person and is still like, I feel like it would be powerful no matter how you took it, which direction, you know, uh, I, I feel like that's just a really cool way to write a story. Yeah, I really like that game. Great game. Hard game. Oh, this, Great game. <laughs> this Celeste is actually about to go to her own dreamland. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm, I know. I'm a party pooper. I'm a party pooper. All right. Well, we'll miss you. Um, with that, you I, I guess we're probably at our runtime then. Uh, my timer is not working. I, which I was going to say, I'm not far behind you. Don't <laughs> yeah, worry. yeah. Uh, so I guess we could enter our final segment of the podcast uh, where we plug ourselves. Uh, so tell everybody where they can find you on the social media and the podcasts and all that. And uh, then we'll get to our last segment where we just talk about inane bullshit until somebody says something really awkward. And then I'll cut off the podcast on a really awkward note. So, uh, Celeste, where can everybody find you? I'm on Twitter and Instagram at FairyCrypt. I'm also with another Zelda podcast and Boss Rush Games. If you like interviews with different creators from all walks of life, you can listen to the 1v1 series I'm a part of. Oh, well, yeah. All right. Yeah. We've got to do a collab sometime with... Uh, I would Boss love Rush that! I... Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, and, uh, of course... Uh, Andy, uh, everybody can find you on like seven, nine podcasts. How many you got? <laughs> oh God, I've got three and it's sucking the life out of me. <laughs> uh, no, I, I've got, I've got, uh, you can find me over on Twitter at Spateri316 and Instagram if you're interested in that. Um, and you can check out my podcasts at Omega Metroid Pod, which is a Metroid podcast as it sounds. And at Virtual Theater X, which is a podcast all about video game movies and the stories that shaped them. Um, we don't have a specific podcast or Twitter for our Champions Cast podcast, but you can check that out over on Spotify, uh, iTunes, Poppy, wherever you get your podcasts. We talk about Zelda every week. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah, I'm an uh, active or semi-active listener of all three of those. Uh, I don't listen to the Metroid one as much because it's like... I'm like I like Metroid, but like it's just like the one of your podcasts that I kind of push to the back because it's it's hard to listen to all the podcasts I want to listen to because I got you guys, I got like the I listen to tons of other podcasts too, and I'm trying to like play video games and watch TV and like where do I get the time? 
Hey, my brother Dan inexplicably appeared in the in the podcast chat. How did that happen? A new challenger Hi, has appeared. Yeah. Oh, Dan, you know, one of those two. Hello. Oh, nice to meet you. I'm Celeste, and I'm actually about to head off to bed. <laughs> yeah, we're about Fair to enough. cut off the podcast, but as long as you're here, tell us what you love about Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong? He just is so brutal. It is so fun. Like, <laughs> you're just like, oh, you're a big... Uh, what's the word? Lizard or uh, crocodile walking anthropomorphic as you are? Too bad! I'm a gorilla! <laughs> nice. Is he as brutal as... He's not quite as brutal as this here ape that I'm playing right here on the on the stream. I haven't quite seen the stream, but I believe you. Oh, yeah. Um, so, uh, I'm playing Ape Out, which is... Uh... Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, have you seen previews of that or anything? I, I've seen bits and pieces here and there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a pretty sweet game. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, uh, anyways. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow you to bed, because these, like, I've had five beers since we started this, and they're, they're catching. All right, wow, I've, I've yeah, been I'm slacking. Ready. I've only had one beer and a, and a spiked coffee. So, uh, yeah, thank oh, you for joining us, guys. Yeah. Anytime you want to, you know, head up, uh, if you guys uh, want to come back, then let me know. Uh, and uh, otherwise, yeah, we'll we'll plug you anytime we'd like. So check out all of Andy's podcasts. Check out Celeste on her various places. I'm getting shot. Fuck. Sorry. <laughs> and uh, It's okay. It's a video game. Yeah. Is, is that a good place to... That would have been, except for I'm not tabbed out, so... All right. I was gonna. I was gonna say for our random fucking around that I hadn't said fuck this entire podcast, but we just ruined 